0: This is Destroyed Nonchalance. Taking culture apart one episode at a time. A social commentary podcast on pop culture, fashion, film, and music. Hi, so this week, Serena, Rick, and I are talking about our own personal projects and research. We're also talking about Pokemon Go and Madonna's Madame X album and Madame X Tour. Hi.
1: I suppose, yeah, it's not been long since we've seen each other, but I've, uh, I've just been, I've got a couple of projects going. Um, I don't know if I spoke about it last time. I'm um, doing the Coding Black Females um, oh, communications right. for my cousin.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so she's a coder, and she's uh, started these meetups called Coding Black Females, and what she does is she meets every week. And they sit around and network and learn coding. And it's really interesting and it's got bigger and bigger and bigger. So I've been just helping blogging and kind of I'm going to come up with a communications uh, package. So just to help her and um, and bring it forward. So I've been doing that. But I've also been doing a bit of research on uh, my PhD application.
0: Oh, really? I'm trying
1: to, yeah, well, the thing is, I'm trying to decide on meeting one of the tutors. Oh, so that's okay. Either, yeah, that's what I'm thinking to do, to speak to them first, and then decide on like, what you know, to kind of figure out where and what I want to do next. And even if I actually want to carry on with the PhD, because sometimes I just think, oh gosh, maybe I should just write a book. <laughs> No, I do, I
0: truly, because
1: I want to write a book. Yeah. But I think a PhD would be great to help me, you know, focus on what I want to research for the book. So maybe I will go over that idea with a tutor and just see, and kind of just see how it lands and see what people think. And then also I've written a review, or I'm writing a review for Get Up Stand Up exhibition that we saw at Somerset House.
0: Oh right! Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so, yeah, so I've done a review for that, and um,
0: is it finished?
1: Thinking, yeah, it is actually. I'm just just tweaking it, and then I'm just thinking where and what to do with it. Um, if I'm going to give it to you know the magazine that I'm working for, right? Black History Month, yeah, a magazine. But I think it could go other places. So yeah, that's what I've been doing this week. Oh. I mean, what have you? What have you two been up to?
0: Um. Well. I had oh I had my meeting with my supervisor about the oh, yeah. the modernity post modernity essay and um, she gave me the the green light to like just continue on with that and to develop it great uh, yeah so yeah that was that's helpful to know that well,
1: how, how um, I mean what was the feedback did she give you any feedback
0: or well my main concern was am I understanding everything. The right way, I mean, having any big gaps in my knowledge. And because, mm-hmm. you know, I would like for modernity, I was stressing, you know, the whole rationalizing process and objective truth. And then it, for postmodernity, it goes to more of narrative and social imagination. And, yes. um, and, you know, for my project and the way, like, how marketing and Advertising and fashion all tie in to this, you know, mm-hmm. it's all brought together through social imagination. I wanted to make sure that I understood it and that, it, like, I had made sense of it. And broadly, I do. Um, but now my task is actually, like, twofold. Um, one, I need to continue on with that and develop um, more sub chapters and, like, more, like, subsections of that.
1: Right. So within the same subject.
0: Right. Yeah. Sort right, of. Right. Right. Pulling out, what are the main disciplines that are relevant to the project? Um, for instance, human geography. Uh, that's that's one discipline or field that I wasn't really like expecting to be relevant, but human geography is important. Um, of course, sociology and social psychology, uh, anthropology tie in. Um, I need to kind of break down. Break the big discussion down into those subfields and kind of structure it like that. Um, because I think we talked last time about how I start really small and specific and I have to draw it out and make it big. Yeah.
1: And so, yes,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So now I brought in like space and time. It doesn't get any bigger than that. And so now yeah, it's like. that
1: is. That, that's, it's pretty full on. I mean, I have to admit. I was, I don't know if you've ever heard of Cambridge Analytica. I have. So, I mean, I'm sure some people know what I'm on about. So I would suggest you look into that. Okay. Just as a, uh, maybe a case study or just just to help you with your research. Just see kind of, because it kind of your area of study kind of reminds me of that but in a fashion sense but you could use it because you see it as a political um, case study but just just if you're interested I would
0: say take a look Jane my supervisor she had recommended another writer who was looking at media And imagination, but not in terms of digital, but in terms of like cinema and movies and how we. Oh, okay. Yeah, we tend to think of digital as like this new thing and you know, all the dynamics that come along with it, but it's true. There's a lot of new to it, but a lot of it can be traced back to other earlier like forms of technology and media and so when you know the rise of cinema and film also like ties in with this so yeah and I'm, that's uh,
1: true almost like yeah pop culture
0: like the rise of pop culture yeah and like um, Almost like mechanical vision in a way. Like the way. Oh, I
1: like
0: it. Yeah. yeah. And so it went from like mechanical vision to digital vision. And anyway, so that's where I am now. Oh, but the second prong, the second prong, she wants me to start doing field research um, in the fall. So I'm going to start dabbling in that and to get the ethical compliance and all of that stuff taken care of. And then I'm going to be looking for designers and fashion consumers who will. Let me um, tag along and start like just getting my feet wet with the whole field research thing. So that would
1: that's, ex- that's exciting.
0: So that's what I'm up to. And Rick, tell us what you've been up to.
2: Well, um, we got back from Germany. We went to Dortmund uh, for the Pokemon Go festival. Oh yeah. Um, so that was uh we hadn't been out of uh the UK for a while since last year um before the visa stuff was all settled. So Yes, yeah. Um that was a fun little excursion. Uh it was a really interesting park.
0: What's the name of the park?
2: Westfallen Park. Westfallen Park in Dortmund uh, so we there was a lot of planes, trains, and automobiles type of situation because we have to, <laughs> of course, you know, get to the airport uh, by bus and then a plane. Yeah. And then we had to fly to Cologne and then take a train from Cologne to Dortmund. It's only a 30-minute train ride from Cologne to Dortmund, so it wasn't... It, it was wasn't, like a tube ride. Yeah, it was like a tube ride. So, you know, and you saved over 100 pounds, so but I'm, I'm all for that. I had lots of fun. I'm more of the I'm I like the Pokemon Go stuff and I do it here and there. Troy is kinda along. Um,
0: I, I like buying the costumes that the the Pokemon Go players the your characters wear, like the trainers inside the uh-huh. game. That keeps my attention more than actually playing the game. So
2: So yeah, so that we did that and we got back and I've been dealing through all of that with image amplified and the technical stuff, the back end uh, really like it's having to learn all of that go through lots of like videos and pages and guides to optimize the website and find out what plugins might be slowing you down and PHP's that need to be updated and then you have to go oh, to I the think, cPanel side re- yeah. yeah. so you're
1: revamping you're re- revamping
2: yeah, and just like updating things that I didn't even know needed to be updated. As you go through it, it's like if you miss a number or it, it, when you're doing accounting or when you're coding anything, if you miss one thing, it breaks everything. So it's really hard not to yet. to go through all these steps that are being suggested and then it's not working or you need to wait 24 hours before things get implemented. Implemented so that's that's a whole thing that i mean it's not done by any means it's still going but it's stabilized a little bit more because i'm not a webmaster and
0: you kind of have to learn as you go yeah become a webmaster i'm learning
2: as i go and part of part of me is like oh let's just pay somebody to do it but then you have to trust all you know it's gets too complicated so it's yeah. It's harder but it's better to learn and and try to keep that knowledge <laughs> cuz it is yeah, really.
1: Exactly. I mean, would would you ever think of having a physical magazine for
2: we for your... yeah. yeah. I mean we've had a digital one with mm-hmm. just our work.
0: Yeah, we would love to put out a paper one. That would be like a dream. Even I mean even if it were just a one-off just to know that yeah. something made it into print. Um, yeah, that would be a really fun project to work on, for sure. Mm.
1: So, at the moment, I mean, I'm just learning how to code. That's like separate. But at the moment, I'm oh. like just writing blogs of my journey um, and promoting the business itself. And then I'm going to be looking at the social media side and the events. So, kind of, that's what I'm looking at at the moment.
0: Ah, okay. Um, we should yeah. we should include
2: the link um, in oh, the description yeah, this
1: time.
2: So so yeah, that's that's another part of what I've been doing. And then we saw some movies. Oh uh, my we God. saw um, <laughs> we saw Midsummer. Have you seen the previews for Midsummer? No. What is it? Ari Aster is the director. He did
0: *Hereditary*. I don't want to give like any spoilers or anything because it does all build up to something. But you're mainly following this male character who's having to deal with all of this like um, cultish religious idea of like the oh, people around has,
1: him. I have, I have seen the adverts. Yeah, go on.
0: Well, this one follows a female. And the the cultish, religious ideas are completely different. And it's all happening happening in Sweden, like in this mountain countryside. It looks very, like, idyllic. Oh, my God. It does look very... It looks like a um, Mark Jacobs ad <laughs>
1: with all the flowers and
0: everything. It's kind of like
2: Marc Jacobs ad meets Saw, the movie. <laughs> like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, at no point in the movie did I think I want to walk out because I was waiting for the the payoff. It kept me interested by just and it's so menial. It's like watching somebody mop a floor because it's anthropological for oh. two hours. You know.
1: Oh, let's see, yes,
2: yeah. <laughs> they take you and they drop
0: you into this cult where they just like. And, you know, some of the main characters They're PhD students And they're like, oh, we're going to go to this This little compound And we're going to understand the rituals And it'll be a really fun Interesting time And when they get there The reality of what they're watching You know, even though it's dressed in Like really billowy White, like robes and flowers And everything, what they get there Is not what they expect to happen at all Oh my god. But it's so, like, just when Rick says it's, like, menial, you see their little tasks, and it takes you inside this little world, and it builds it up, and I kept asking myself, why am I not falling asleep during this? Like, because it's <laughs> not the most, it, it, it's, it has moments of being really shocking. But a lot of it is just establishes a rhythm and a pattern, and you're just watching these people do their thing till it culminates into this really horrible well, actually, a few really horrible scenes, like horrible scenes. But their their cult has like this logic to it that just straps you in, and you're on the ride, and you know, they're all taking mushrooms and hallucinogens, and then. Like, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but...
1: Okay, okay, so, so do you get a payoff? Like, what do you get the payoff,
0: basically? Um, for me, it was... I don't know. If you, if you ever see it, we have to go back and talk about this movie because it's just so unique. I don't know, we might have to do one of those rooftop sessions where you're like, come over, and we're going to watch
2: this out on the roof. And
1: oh gosh! Yeah, that like we did the last.
0: One. What was it called?
1: The witch or
2: something? Yeah, we watched yeah. the witch. <laughs> See that the witch had the payoff, okay? Yeah, it it had her <laughs> rising up into the freaking wind and the devil talking to her and like, you know, like <laughs> Don't
1: give it
2: all away, but that yeah. that had the payoff. And and yeah. the this movie, I was, I didn't <laughs> at any point want to walk out of it, but yeah. Yeah, we saw that and we needed a palate cleanser because I wanted to be scared. So we saw Annabelle. <laughs> we we're like, okay, now I want a scary movie. I want delivery. So Annabelle was really good. I liked it. Oh, okay.
1: So that that gave you the uh, payoff. I will not watch Annabelle, but I might watch Midsummer with you.
0: So we mentioned last time in the last podcast that we would talk about Madonna's Madame X album. Um, Yeah,
1: okay, so so Madonna for me, she was a big influence, I mean, in in the pop world, but also just, I kind of saw her visually and what she was wearing was very provocative, but at the same time in her videos, especially like a prayer, they were always about kind of religious um, themes. She is Catholic, but she has different ideas about what the truth behind the religion is and i related to that completely and also because she had a beauty spot because i've got a beauty spot
0: <laughs> you have the even beauty though
1: spot. that years later that it's not real but um yeah that kind of, that that kind of took me on a journey with madonna and i kind of i've
2: loved her ever since well for me the first uh thing i heard about madonna because i i was confused at first because she had so many different looks i Did't really know that that was the same person yeah. um, I think the first album i I got of hers uh it's the v uh g v h one i think something like that, and the album cover has the all the different looks uh or in in the booklet all the different looks and I was just like this can't be the same woman i always i was confused because I was like is it, who is Marilyn Monroe is this Madonna or like what's happening here um so it was around ten or nine or ten, and I heard uh, in the news that people were exchanging sex for tickets to her concert. I think it was Drowned, <laughs> Drowned World Tour. You think um, they were right? Yeah, I, th- I mean, it was like the sh- the, the Spanish shock news. Like, oh, okay. it's called Primer Impacto, which is first impact, and like they they were saying that, and I'm just like, well she must have good music if people are doing that. So I went and bought that album and mm-hmm. I haven't looked back. My first tour was confessions tour. So in every, every Madonna beginning, she really kind of spoiled me to anybody else. Cause I've seen other concerts, but Madonna is so unique that nobody can ever get to that level. So yeah, yeah. That, yeah so the that was my my first uh, experience with Madonna, and At like John's I said, tour. no, the Confessions tour. Oh, the Confessions. And like I said, she always ups the bar, and so I'm excited for her next tour, and we'll all be going to that. What about you, Troy?
0: Um, I guess I got more into Madonna when she did the Sex Book. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, before that, I kind of just found her really annoying because she was so oh, yeah. <laughs> she was so popular. It wasn't until she did Truth or Dare and I saw the movie, and then I was like, "Oh, okay, this is somebody that I could like. She's not so bad. This she's kind of interesting." And then um, she, then she did the sex book and had all the Warhol. Kind of influence and Stephen myself did the the photographs and you know critics kind of hated the book but I liked that she was so ballsy that she would do something like that and so the sex book kind of like turned it around and that's when I became more of a fan and then I would go back and listen to her old stuff and I could appreciate the old stuff better coming from that perspective um, yeah but I really liked like Back in the day, when you would just be like listening to the radio and you you would hear a new song, and you're like, "Oh, this is a really good song," and you wouldn't know who was singing it until they said, "That's Madonna's latest song," and you're like, "Oh wow, I didn't even even recognize the song. Like, I didn't even recognize her voice in that particular song. I just never heard it before." And Mm -hmm. that's easy with her imagery to see, like, "Oh, this is a reinvention. This is a new look." But it was also exciting when you heard a new song on the radio and you didn't know who it was until they told you. And like, this is her new sound. My first Madonna concert that I went to was the Drowned World Tour. And I've been to everyone since then except for Sticky Sweet. (laughs) I just didn't like the album. I wasn't into the album. And I'm not like someone who, to be a fan, you have to like everything that she does. She has, for me, she has like, strengths and weaknesses in every album and some songs are hits and some are just filler and just something about the sticky and sweet just didn't get to like just didn't do it for me
1: i think like with madonna just like you say with her songs as with her image she's a chameleon like she changes and kind of is able to to engage people's attention and i think we all kind of got into her. It sounds like through her controversy, like her provocative
0: kind yeah, of. Definitely. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. that's kind of got our attention.
0: Yeah, because I mean, yes, she's a good like she's a good entertainer, and she knows how to like. She pulls in good producers to package an yeah. album and it sound. But those are tools for her to generate controversy, which is a yeah. way of stimulating discussion. So for me, yeah. I like her on that level because I liked Warhol and I like Maplethorpe and I like, you know, like I like the darker things like Stephen Klein, the fashion photographer. And she dabbles in that. She mixes it up and she'll take like a Jonas Ackerland who can do really yeah. dark film stuff and then she'll make me she'll make them do like ray of light which you know is a very upbeat kind of thing so she subverts the dark so that for me is what's interesting and that's what's kept me interested in what she does next and I think Madame X is like a really I don't know there's that word again interesting place to arrive because I think it's the first one that it's the first album that i can listen to all the way through on repeat and not necessarily be inclined to skip a song yeah yeah so do we want to now give our overall impressions yeah i mean so serena what are what are your overall impressions of the madam x album
1: um i mean i like it i do and it almost brings me back to her old stuff especially the first song um I don't know how to pro- pronounce it media medon Medellin?
2: Medellin. Medellin.
1: Medellin. yeah it's just the uh the first bars and the whispering just kind of bringing back to her old stuff ah.
0: i have to say
1: okay. yeah to me it kind of it, it's it's really good i think it starts off really well and it goes up and down but overall it's a really good album that kind of um it's nostalgic in a sense like for me, it's a nostalgic album, oh, and okay. she's yeah t- to me. And it's her putting her best foot forward, you know. It's bringing us back to to the to the original Madonna. That's how I see it.
0: And she kind of says that in the lyrics, right? She's going back to when she was fifteen or whatever age. Yes, she, yeah.
1: And so yeah, exactly.
0: she's kind of like building it up. And yeah, taking us all back to then as
1: well. It's like she's taking us on that journey.
0: Back to when she was younger and
1: yeah,
0: her dreams, and yeah, I like it for that. I to me, um, it really like brings to mind like the American Life kind of album. And I mean, it might be because of Mirway and his contribution, it, it might be like the, the politics, um, you know, because there's like so mm-hmm. many political messages running through it. Um, oh, yeah. But it's almost like the American Life album reinterpreted for a global audience.
1: Um, oh, okay. Yeah, in terms of almost the protest
0: kind yeah. Of aspect. Yeah, Like um, the pro- definitely like a protest aspect uh, because it's the you know, the power of the people and the oppressed, and you know, yeah. it's in their hands. They're just not wanting to use it yet, and yeah. then. Yeah. This is like, you know, against the power and the patriarchy and like the established, like structured religion. And all that comes into play, but it's such a weird album. It's like so strange it's, she does so many odd things. Like throughout it. Yeah. But it almost makes it cohesive because every song has, like, it goes off into some kind of, like, weird sound. Like, it includes some some kind of, like, weird sound element to it. So that it's almost like a collage, really woven together sound. I think that for me takes it from the beginning song to the end song, and I can loop it back around again. And it just kind of flows, almost
2: like Confessions did. I think some of the song titles, even, I can't if since i listen to the whole thing and some songs can be three songs or two songs in one i can't sometimes i can't tell you what song title that is because i've been listening to all of it so and and it's so different in different bits of it that it sounds like oh she, now she's in another song but she's not she's still in the same song yeah, uh, yeah i
1: get that well i get that as well
2: yeah, and I mean, I I really like how weird this album is. Um, I was a little bit scared at first because it, it sounds so simple, but I like it. One, two, cha-cha-cha. Yeah. Like, she's an instructor. I'm, I'm here. And then, like, I think it was, like, every few days a new song came out. and That was different for her. And they were, yeah, it was different. And it was, like... Wait, are you leaking your album, or how is this working? What's happening? And see, before mm-hmm.
0: that was like an indication that the album wasn't expected to do very well. And you would yeah. you dump a bunch of singles out, and <laughs> it's like, okay, let's just get this released, and then we'll. Move yeah,
2: down. I was like, oh, is this just going to be about the tour? And and some of the songs I wasn't so crazy about when as they were like coming out, um, but I think it's because they needed to be in the album as a whole. In order for them to make more sense. Um, yeah. So I was just like, oh, I, I don't know if I like Crave so much. Um, or, you know, I don't I know if I like... That. The first song that we listened to, I think, was um, Extreme Occident. What's happening? This is so cool. Madonna, what are you doing? And she's doing it again. And, I mean, I've never been disappointed by a Madonna album, including Sticky and Sweet. I went to the <laughs> tour and everything. and It was amazing and I loved it. So, whatever. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's like an American life, but on crack, you know, it's really ballsy, really like, oh, you're saying something and you're saying really important things. And like, fuck everybody. You're standing for something and you're doing what so many other pop artists are not doing. And guess what? You're doing that in like decades into your career. You're still trying new things. You're not you haven't become like a Vegas uh, novelty act just yet when even like Katy Perry or Britney or Gaga or you know these young artists are doing that and that was that always meant like you're kind of done when you go residency in Vegas even Madonna now I think we saw an interview where she was like don't call it a residency because she was going to be in London like 16 nights or something like that it's like it's, it's not a residency I'm just it's a small theater and I have to pack it in like you know so I, there's a lot of demand and a lot of nights are needed but it's not a residency it's a tour you
1: know and i also think another tool that madonna uses so well is you know she's got this persona Madame X, and she right. has. it seems she's had a persona for each album you know for each creative kind of album that she does she's always got kind of a point of view and i right. think that's refreshing that she's kept it going uh, it's, and this is it I mean she could just like put her feet up enjoy Portugal be a mom. <laughs> yeah and she would be fine you know her her family and everything would be just absolutely fine but she keeps going because she's got that artistry this um, drive and creativity and she wants to put out to engage you know her her voice and I think it's amazing and that's what I like about her She she doesn't care you know no matter what people say. And you can imagine she's been through so much because she gets criticized all the time, every day.
2: Always and has, since the beginning. That's it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And and she's still out there. And I love this kind of idea of Madame X. And it was about, the, I think, one of her tutors, her dance tutors called her.
2: Yeah, that was her first nickname, Madame X. So exactly. it's like full circle. Yeah, it was Martha Graham. And, is, and that's what I
1: like. And that's why it feels nostalgic to me it's like she's like taking us on a journey even from like Papa Don't Preach and True Blue they've all got kind of it's like yeah it's like a cycle and she's bringing us back and I appreciate her for that and then yeah this is just like she just doesn't care after everything she knows and has learned you know this album is just full on in your face and whether you like it or not she's here you know
0: yeah, I mean the the way she mixes sounds in this one, I think. And then like the I think maybe for me for this album, we were getting tickets to the play with Sally Field. Who, what play was that?
2: All my sons. All
0: my sons, and we were waiting for the box office to open, and yeah. we had some time on our hands, and we decided to watch Dark Ballet, and so we oh, were sitting fuck. outside. And, outside the Old Vic and we're like, okay let's just watch Dark Ballet and then we watched it and the scenes like with the like the shaking Catholic priest and then like um, the main character who's playing the main character? It's Nikki
2: Nikki Blanco Nikki I believe Blanco. and it's a trans woman of color who is HIV yeah. positive and she mm-hmm. is literally in the whole video Madonna has maybe two seconds in the video which you know like that's that's on its own <laughs> you know for an artist to step aside like that and and that tells you that you're she's she's talking about something more important than herself
1: yes yeah, so it's just that one scene with the veil yeah and kind
2: of
1: looking up with the black veil in red yeah it's 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 really powerful that video really really powerful
0: what the main character goes through through the burning and everything but survives it <laughs> It's. I mean, to shed a light on that story, it makes me think of how Madonna's always been good about shining light on other talent, whether it be like (laughs) her new musical collaborator or producer or fashion photographers that I only learned about because Madonna worked with them. And then when you go to a Madonna concert, she brings on board these amazing, just mind-blowing dancers that she herself, she can't do what they do, but she puts it all together. It's like this three-ring circus and it's just like the best of the best and I think she's done that for like this video too but she's incorporated like a, a really like unique voice and given it such a powerful platform
2: I mean the the music video for Medellin I really like so I'm just I'm here for it and it, she, she was just being fun and I mean I liked Maluma I didn't know who that was at the beginning so all of it and, she looked, and
1: it's completely changed his life
2: oh and, yeah I mean it's that thing about fi- getting new talent and finding talent and a, a, making it huge th- I mean look what she did for Jean Paul
0: but you know what I, on social yeah. media he has so many more followers than she does <laughs> Like yeah. he's massive in social media and when I was looking at the iTunes chart and mm-hmm. She collaborated With him On an as al- For a, f- a song On his album And That one Collaboration Made it into Like The top Of her Listed songs That song Like Topped a lot of her other songs that are on iTunes. They it elevated her in a way that I just, I was surprised to see. Like,
2: it, Yeah, it's its surprising the U.S. isn't the center of the universe and that there are other people in this planet like Latin America and <laughs> Spanish people that, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, yeah like,
1: <laughs> no, it's good. I
2: think it's been really good for her to be um, in
1: Europe and Portugal and It's a huge of market. Of yeah, and making her be away from kind of being in America and kind of just, you know, feeding off her own fame, at least being in Portugal. I think it's allowed her to be around different people and, you know, that musicality that she loves and the creativity and the energy of being in Portugal. You can kind of pick that up.
0: I know I've mentioned it before, but (sighs) I... She mentioned in an interview that she doesn't know who she can compare herself to because not a lot of people are doing what she does. But I think yeah. a, a really good comparison would be somebody like Yoko Ono, who like mm-hmm. busted yeah. into like pop culture. And her lyrics are very like socially aware, Yoko Ono's are. Uh, all of her artwork has pretty much always been. But she uh, she started out as kind of controversial, you know, being thought of as Breaking the Beatles. But to this day, she works with the best of the best. She has the best remixers, the best dance producers. and she's still going. I mean, Yoko is still going. She may not be like so relevant to the market these days, but within music, she's hugely influential. and she has her work is really strong, but you'll never hear on the radio anymore. And I just I think that Madonna really has a lot in common with somebody like that, or even a Patti Smith. Like who's still doing her art and still like, you know, making the poetry, writing the poetry, doing the music, and doing it for the artistry of it. And there's somebody else you'll never see doing a residency. Well,
2: yeah, it's it's Madonna's now having to adapt to that reality, and these women have been in that reality for a while now. And Madonna, she's not going to get played, and they ban her from Radio One, BBC Radio One. And it's like, oh, we don't play anybody over thirty or I don't know what the age was, but I mean, so now, you know, yeah, she's she's going into territory that some of these artists have lived in and I mean she's I think she's doing good in that territory. Well yeah, you
1: compare you compare her to her peers, like you know, she's still going, you Prince and Michael Jackson, Whitney. Well she's
2: alive, first of all. <laughs>
1: I mean, and she's still going. I mean, you could even compare her to the younger ones, Miley and, you know, uh, Britney, and
2: she's still going, you know? And then not even just that, but all the younger ones are, are, they seem to need to prop up their careers on things like residencies or The Voice, American Idol, you know, all of that. Like, I mean, Madonna hasn't been in any of that. She's not participating in things like that and I mean I don't think she needs to but can you imagine yeah. <laughs> Madonna was like
0: she's sitting in a judge's
2: chair week after you. week
1: <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You, know you never know but but what's good is that she's never needed to because, and she's in her own lane like she's um, true to her artistry you know that's that's what she's about is, is the entertainment the album And having a point of view, which I think is important, which some of these artists that are around now don't particularly have or they stay on the same lane. I mean, Madonna reinvents herself every time, but every video, I mean, it's it's amazing to watch. And I really enjoy watching her. You know, you do worry, you think, you know, when is she not going to have that talent? But she, she just keeps giving. She just keeps on giving. You know, you compare her
0: to, the, I don't know, the Taylor Swift, the Katy Perry's. You know, she, Madonna's in her own lane. Yeah, I mean, they're all eating at her table. Like, she, yeah. she set out so the food, true. and, you know, yeah. it's, it's like, <laughs> they didn't make the meal. They're just eating at her table. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah. We need people to eat at that table. But there's a difference yeah. between the person who originates it and the person who just repackages it.
2: Yeah, so and, I mean, speaking of that, like that's I mean that's a really controversial song, slash video, because it's so jarring at the beginning, and then it's like Barbie World, but not really, because you're talking about a really serious subject, and it so, really threw yeah. me how
0: she was singing that her voice affected not the vocoder, but it sounded like she has something
2: in her mouth, and I guess it's through gritted teeth. The Uh, anger—that's how I heard it. The anger.
0: She does that little sing-songy rap, that's sort of like what she did in um, "Mother and Father" on the American album, "American Life" album. And it's like it sounds upbeat, but the message is really dark or like really sad. But then she mixes up the syntax; she gets the words all wrong in this one, and she reverses it. And it was nice to see that echoed in the video. And, like, the chronology of the video, kind of, it's...
1: Yeah, the the chronology, that, I mean, that video just blew my mind, really. Just, I mean, I screamed so loud at one point. And then it's just, you watch it, and of how it goes from that violence into kind of almost, like, just normal, everyday life. So you kind of know, I don't know where she's saying this happens a lot and people just let it happen, no matter what. I mean, it's kind of... It's crazy, that that video. It's, it's
0: amazing. I had so many expectations. Oh, I just got a glimpse of like what the fashion would be like, and I knew the sound. Yeah. It's like, oh, the yeah, hustle the and all that. So I was expecting something almost like a deeper and deeper. But this was deeper, deeper goes to hell, but you're going to see everybody die first. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> and then it's almost like then you have to kind of unpick the trauma that you've just seen.
0: Right. And then I don't know
1: if that's a comment on how we live in, with the news and all these awful things that happen and Trump and you know that like we see it, we know it's there.
2: Yeah, and and she sees who, it in the video. Yeah. She's two characters, and the mm-hmm. disco Madonna sees it in the news yeah. when she's getting ready to go out, and then she gets yeah. mugged, and she yeah. still keeps going. <laughs> And then she gets yeah. to the club and she gets shot because she I mean it's like ignoring all those all those signs that are right in front of you and Except. it's like when the camera pans through all those coffins in the church and nobody's there it's empty mm. because people are not showing up for for these victims in a way and we we're all like kind of glossed over and I mean so much so that even herself, she was, she was that character that ignored all the signs and then died, and and I mean, whenever the, the first time we saw it, I had an idea of what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to begin happy and then end in the shooting, and I didn't even process that she was reversing lyrics until Troy brought it up, and I was just like, "Duh, well, that's why am I being so dumb? Like I didn't even think of that." And no, I can't even think of it. Yeah, no, and it was just like, yeah, and the video is reversed, and that I saw it again, and I'm just like, wow, because she makes you so uncomfortable at the beginning, and yeah. and then you're supposed to get through the rest of the video, and you're, you're really conflicted about how to feel.
0: It definitely doesn't have the same party feel, but I think yeah. she hooks you to that. That idea of hustle She mentions the word hustle yeah. in And the lyrics And It's a dance But it's also something you do To keep your business alive And it's how you make it out On the street every day It's about hustle It's about speed And it's about Mind your business Like in every sense of the word And if you <laughs> that can be a trap because you don't pay attention to the things that are outside of what your hustle is or, you know, exactly. or your dance that you're doing that you that get yeah, you. Yeah. And the, the
1: clothes and, and the dance moves and the hairstyles. I mean, it, it's, it's beautiful and it's so true. Like well, what Rick was saying is that after seeing all that trauma, you feel uncomfortable when all the dancing and the niceness and everything else is going on
2: and you're thinking, Oh my gosh. The life city. When you see the life that you know is going to be put out, put out, you see like, you see like Monet exchange, which she's one of the RuPaul uh, drag Queens, barely like a few seconds, but you, you see everybody like living their life in the dance floor. And, and you know, what's, happens to all of it, so...
1: Yeah, what happens in the end to all of it. It's just sad. It's,
2: it's, it's so
1: that, hard to kind of put the two together, the trauma yeah, and the going out and the dancing and enjoying ourselves, but really that's kind of the world we're living and in.
2: And it is hard, and it is something that people have to face up to. It's not easy. That's why she has all this criticism from from victims of gun violence, yeah. And, yeah. And I mean... You know, it's, it's not going to be easy. It, at the beginning it says this is going to be traumatic scenes and, you know, hold on to whatever you need to hold on to because this isn't going to be an easy video. And, I mean, like, the criticism is going to be there, but you know what is she going to do? Just dress up as Barbie and do the same old thing. Well, I it's, mean,
0: it's yeah. interesting because they yeah. always tell you, "Oh, don't let the terrorists win, don't let the bullies win. You need to go out there and celebrate. Like, don't let them dim your celebration." But I think what she's saying, and inherent in that celebration, is the fact that you have to be strong. You have to be socially aware. And don't allow that celebration to become something that just isolates you and blinds you to the reality of it all. Because, I mean, Mm -hmm. there is, like, the side, you know, looking at Stonewall, for example, those dry queens were there, you know, in mourning um, Judy Garland's death, but they had dressed up, and they had all, like, become social, and they were there, you know, sharing in that space, and then the cops came in. And you remove any part of that equation and it's not the same event. So you have to have the social, you have to have the drag queens, you have to have that fun celebration of the morning, in the case of Stonewall. But it's when it gets violated that you know, the, the police come in, then you have that pushback. And that pushback is what's celebrated. Otherwise, it would have just been another night at a club or you know, on the other side. The police are just doing their thing. But it's that. Push back, that power dynamic that creates an event and I think that you know the video does a good job of setting that kind of conversation up putting it back in a context where it's not just about a party because you can go out and party but just be aware that some people have died doing what you're doing and it's not yeah. something that you can just take it for granted exactly, exactly I think you summed it oh, up very
1: well there very mm-hmm. well
0: It'll be interesting to see how this Madame X character, um, because we only get a certain number of videos, and by now we've heard the album, but how does it carry through to the show? (laughs) Like, I want to see the show. I want to see the merchandise. Okay, Mm. so if we do, like, a bullet round, where we just name, Rick, you name the song, and then we say just one or two things we like about it, or thought about it, and then we move on to the next song. Yeah,
2: okay. Okay. Um, Dark ballet, thoughts?
0: Um, I like how it sounds like Clockwork Orange. <laughs> to me, it sounds like this intrusion of Clockwork Orange with classical music kind of sounding stuff and then the vocoder and is electronic and it's, you know, very dystopian.
1: Yeah, it's definitely... It kind of keeps you on edge. It's really intense, like, compared to um, uh, God, God Control, which is kind of... Rhythmic, it's got a bit of rhythm, then it jars. This is just, it
2: feels like it jars. Topple the patriarchy basically. Gates don't burn anymore. Um, No matter how much you try to like that match. Um, So, what about future?
0: It's just like, keep up. (laughs) Like, to me, it's just like, keep up. And, you know, keep up with me, keep up with what's going on in the world. And if you're not helping to make it a better place, you're part of the problem, so step aside.
2: Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, I, 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 like, I like that too, that kind of, she's kind of saying, if you're not, if you're not going to, like, think, like, open your mind to a new way of being, then, you know, see you later, basically. And
2: I, and I like that. Yeah, and I think it's also a message to those fans that want wanted to go back to do Ray of Light or Confessions or, you know, or some old content No, She's oh. not going to go back to that. What about Batuka?
0: Again, I think it calls into that whole, like, the white woman in mm-hmm. a different culture. But this one, she seems to get it right. Um, it doesn't feel like it's pandering. It doesn't feel like a ripoff. It doesn't feel like it's overly simplified. It's more of like a participation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for me, it works. But I want to see the video. You said it's coming out on yeah. Friday, so...
1: I'm to see the video. Oh, though. so the video. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I'd be very interested to see what the video is. I mean, it is a little bit of. You see, a bit of her kind of. Um, you know, preaching
2: a little bit. I think. I'm excited for the video, and it's a. It's supposed to feature, this band that plays this kind of sound, because, uh, from what I saw on social media, she was watching the the video with them, and they were just you know ecstatic. What about killers who are partying?
0: I hate the name of it. Like it reminds me of like her worst filler stuff, like revolver. Remember
1: remember that one? I didn't even realize that was the name of the song. But again, it's kind of coming from that point of view. It's like she's trying to say she wants to be on the same level. Yeah. Or she guns, or she has empathy, but it's almost at the same time. It's narrow within her view if
0: that makes sense she sums up every group every person that she identifies within that song she sums it up so simply in one sentence that it doesn't capture any depth about them other than the fact that they're this I'll wear your label too it's like no it doesn't work like that but anyway so, so then we have crave if it's more complicated than a love song i don't remember what the complication was mm-hmm. so i mean it's like a nice love song and the video is simple it works and that soon it goes back to i think of like burning up and like everybody when her hair's like a mess this one her hair's like a mess and she's like dancing yeah. around in a parking garage so
1: kind of it's puffy r&b pop. it's it's catchy and yeah. also i think she's um, it's young as well It's
2: kind of a young song And I could easily see Miley or one of the other Younger pop stars singing it What about crazy? Just kind of like Okay I mean No I mean I, li- I like the song I like it It has a good musical texture So what about come alive? I like this This would be a good uh, Live song I
0: think. This could be, like, one of the songs where everybody in the audience is, like, swaying back and forth. Yeah, it's, everything. like, the sun coming yeah, out.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure this is, this would be good life with everybody singing
0: along. That type. Everybody just died in God control, yeah. and now <laughs> she'll bring him back. It's like, okay, yeah. you can breathe.
2: Okay, so, extreme accident. Quickly, for me, I liked... I like that she goes full circle and she says life is a full circle which some people are like oh that's too simple dumb Madonna of course it's a circle haven't you seen Lion King but you know um, Oh, speaking of which that's coming out soon yeah so yeah
0: So. I mean I like it again there aren't any songs that I skip but in terms of you know making an impact I don't know if this is one of those ones for me that makes a big impact yeah so this isn't one of
1: them this is almost like a filler for
2: me okay so then we have Faz Gostoso which I love. It grew on me. And I don't know. It's fun. I like this. It's got a great beat to it.
1: A really good beat. And I could see myself dancing,
0: watching.
2: Yeah. All right. So we're almost done. Bitch, i
0: I think that's the one where I, I, like, have iTunes chop off the last
2: two he doesn't, seconds. He doesn't like the laugh, the really fake Maluma laugh.
0: Oh, my God. That just oh, drives right. me crazy. I hate it. It sounds cocky and fake at the same time. Like, okay, no.
2: So now I don't. I don't search. I find. It's such a good dancey song. I'm excited yeah. to see it in, in concert. Yeah, that, that that's what I'm saying. The last two are really good dancey songs, which will be good to see
1: everybody like excited to see
2: her sing it. I'll look forward to that. When do we go? When? January and February. Um, so then we have looking for mercy you know for her kid basically Madonna lost her kid so yeah.
0: it's a, like a redemption song you go through this whole process this whole album it yeah. has dark points and light points and then at the end it's like redemption
2: and then we have the last yeah. one which is I Rise so, um,
1: it's formulaic but I do like it I think it it has a good sentiment behind
2: it I like that it has the, al- like it has
0: the voice of the victim who criticized her God Control but yeah, she was a
2: victim of a school shooting. Uh, it was a high school, um, and I mean, she's had victims of the, like the the Pulse nightclub. There was a guy that came out, you know, in support of her. Like, yeah. this is a hard video to watch, but it's a hard thing to talk about, and it's good that she's talking about it. So, you know, there's gonna be criticism, but yeah, she it's does sample. To have a
0: criticism and have that dialogue than to pretend like it doesn't exist. Yeah, so I guess we can wrap this up now. So thank you for listening. I hope you found it interesting. And we'll see you next time.
2: All right. See you next time. Bye. See
1: you next time. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. We put it out weekly. And follow us on social media. We're on every platform. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're everywhere.